Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Candidly with Coffee. We back. Hello, hello. Hey, hey. You are busy this morning. Yes, it's a busy morning. <laughs> um, we went out to walk this morning. Yep. We got in some steps. Let's see, three mile walk, and let's see what my steps are at. Let's see, let's see. 7,500 steps so far. Not bad for the beginning of the day. I'll definitely hit my 10K. Yeah, just running around, yeah. do errands, you know, walking. Yeah, but we got caught in the rain, even though we, we didn't think we would. Yeah, we did. It's just a little water, though. Yeah, it was fine. It, we it didn't melt, right? We made it home. No, it okay. didn't soak through. People always like, oh, it's raining, water. Uh. Guess what, people? You take a shower every day or a bath. No, we saw a lot of, of people actually yeah. walking with um, umbrellas. Yep. There you go. Yeah, you need to get out and move. I saw a whole family with kids and everything. Like, yes. they were just going for it, yep. like getting their movement in. Yeah, get that movement. Got to get them steps in. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been doing good. Update on my little, on, I've been meeting my, my action goals so far the first couple of weeks of the month. I'm doing good. Yes. I'm on track. Good for you. I'm actually exceeding my, my goal, nice. which is my goal was 3,000, I mean, I'm sorry, 10,000 steps three times weekly in the month of January, and I'm doing it more like five to six times. There you go. Because it feels good. The movement days feel good. Yes, it does. You don't have to kill yourself, right? You see? It goes by quick. No. People overthink it. Get the hell off the couch and move your asses, man. It's Multitask, not Multitask. Do other things that you need to do. Like if you have a dog, you need to walk your dog. Yep. Or if there's something that you are, you want to listen to, listen to it while you're walking. The best. Listen to a podcast while you're walking. Mm -hmm. Or if you're studying for a test and you have audio, listen to the audio while you're walking. Instead of sitting on the couch. Yeah. Or sitting anywhere, or, or sitting in Starbucks. Or Ooh. if you do like a, um, a treadmill, you can read while you're on the treadmill. Yeah, I do. You do. You I read, read my iPad, iPad. And study. You can do that. Yes, yes, yes. So you definitely can. So uh, my calorie controlled cheat day went well. Like I've been fine. Like I, it's weird because I kind of was like dreading a deficit because I haven't been in a deficit for so long that I thought I was just going to be like miserable. But I think the increase in protein really offset the lower calories for yeah. me and i feel pretty satisfied i had um a mediterranean bowl from that sage mediterranean place i don't know how to pronounce it you think it's sage i think so i don't know sage sage i don't it's know probably, yeah it could be sage could i don't sage. know anyways it was really good i had it like loaded i had my falafel balls on there tahini dressing everything and anything in there but that's what i had but i did have a couple donuts and that was yummy, and I exercised some self-control with that because there was more in the box, and yeah. normally I kind of grazed that box all day long. But I, I ate two of my favorites, and then I was good. And you, got it, you satisfied the itch. Yeah, like I'm good. See? That's all you need. You don't need to over, overkill, right? No, no. So it's calorie-controlled. But you know what? It's like I love my food daily. Yeah. So I, it's not like it's You know dreadful. why? Because you're, you're eating. You're balanced. Everything's balanced yeah. with you. Internally, your workouts, your water, your food. So when that's balanced, you're not really craving much. When, you you, when you're sleeping good, thing, yeah. you're sleeping mm -hmm. good. That's very important mm -hmm. to control the ghrelin. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people understand that hunger hormone. So you're, you're balanced right now. Your body's perfect. Yeah. When you're unbalanced and you're all over the place, mm -hmm. yeah, your cravings are everywhere. 
And I've really layered in some good habits over the past year. Like um, my sleep started to suffer after my mom passed away. I got all out of my routine. So I had to, in the summertime, I had to be like, okay, let's reel this back in and get back on track with a routine. So first thing I did was implemented a good morning routine. Then I implemented a good sleep schedule. Then I now I'm implementing walking. And just like I I re- implemented a lot of good routines that kind of fell off a little bit after my mom passed away you know understandably which is fine but you can't let things get too out of control you got to reel it back in yes Um, and not everything went out of control i didn't lose sight of everything my my fitness stayed on track my my nutrition for the most part stayed on track yeah it was just the other things those other things that are kind of equally as important and people don't put a lot of importance into them Sleep, water, you know, because they all, it's a domino effect. Yes, it is. It's a domino effect. Lack of sleep is going to mess up your nutrition. It's going to mess up your, mess up your exercise. It's going to mess up water, everything. Your mood's going to be shitty the next day. When I don't sleep good, I I know. Well, what day was it? My my thing registered four and a half hours. I don't know what, and I still worked out. I think it was Friday. Grumpy? Hell yeah, I was probably grumpy, of course. (laughs) I'll be honest with you. Yes. Yeah. I am. I do. I'm happy to report that I average eight and a half hours a night. I'd be, dude, you know what I could do with that kind of sleep? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I'd it's borderline like that's enough. Seven to nine yes. is ideal. You don't want too much because then that's detrimental. I'm at six and some change right now. I need to up until like seven you and You need to get to seven yeah. at least with baby steps. Yes. Um, <clears throat> you know, I had someone ask me an interesting question. They said, why, why is the target 10,000 steps? And like, if I already walk 10,000 steps, I'm good then. And no, not necessarily. I, I, I think the 10,000 step is kind of just kind of thrown out there as like a baseline. But remember, the key with ind- making individual goals for yourself is to improve upon your own baseline. Facts. Not, you can use a general guidelines, but you want to improve upon your own baseline. So for some people, if you already walk 10,000 steps because you have an active job, but you want to increase your activity, then you need a higher number than 10,000. But if you've got someone who only walks an average of 5,000 steps, they don't need to shoot for the stars and go for 10,000. They can start with 6,000, 7,000. So the goal is improvement upon your own baseline. That's why it's important to have your own data. Yep, Because is. you'll see results from improving your own baseline. Mm-hmm. Because your body already is used to what you do. Your current baseline, your movement, your eating, your all of those things that's used to it. So any tweaks you make to your own baseline will exact change. Yeah. So don't get fixated on general guidelines. I think the key is move no. more. So figure out what you're currently, what your movement currently is. Yeah. And if you're trying to lose weight, eat less. Figure out what you currently consume it's probably yep. a lot more than you think because man if i had a freaking penny for every time someone said i don't really eat that much but they eat like three thousand calories yeah, a day you gotta love I'd be that. rich i don't eat that much but the scales keep going up yeah no you're overeating stop it yeah because guess what here's this is like mind-blowing you guys the body cannot make a fat cell out of thin air can't yep. it can't just go poof here's fat let me put it somewhere it only can be done if it has excess leftover calories. AKA storage, spillage. That's mm-hmm. what happens. So even if you perceive that you're not eating too much, you're eating enough for your body to store fat. So for your body, for your baseline, 
based on your information, it is too much. Take a picture of every meal you eat and then go back and look at that pictures of the day of everything you eat and then put it all together and look at the screen and, and figure out if you ate too much. And chances are you probably didn't. And be honest mm-hmm, about it. Mm-hmm. Every time you serve yourself food, any kind of snack, mm-hmm. take a picture. Yeah, like I'll give you a guys a, like a true true guideline. Even if you are going out to eat and you are trying to pick healthy things, your calorie intake for that meal, pro- and this is if you attempt to go healthy or leaner or light, or light, yes. seven fifty to eight hundred calories for a meal out. If you don't attempt to go and that's light, that's a light meal, right? That's a light meal. Yeah, light meal. That's light. That's not even a, a real. No. But if you don't attempt to go light, you're looking at 1,500 calories and up. Yeah. So I think sometimes when people go light, they think like, oh, I had a salad. Like, I didn't eat that much. I only had a salad for lunch. And, you know, and then you then, had cheese in there. You had I'm croutons. Like, that salad was 900 calories. And then you had the oils in there, your dressing, which is heavy, heavy, mm-hmm. heavy, usually a lot of calories. People don't think, calorie oh, it's dense. a small little serving. No. Yeah. So many calories in that small serving. It's just perception a lot of times. Yes. Because the, the answer is simple. I don't, whether you perceive that you're eating a lot or not, if you're gaining weight, you're eating too much for you. Yep. That's it, people. Your body doesn't automatically Sorry. just gain weight out of thin air. There has to be energy you're putting in your body. I don't body. care if there's some influencer on the social media that says, oh, diet culture, they want you, you should, you need to fuel your body. No, you don't need to fuel your body to the point where it needs to store fat if you already have stored body fat which you probably do it's like it's like saying i'm gonna i'm gonna put extra gas in my race car because a race car no the gas is gonna spill out everywhere it has limits same thing like your body has limits you guys you have enough like the you you don't need that much stored body fat like go get an in-body scan see what your stored body fat is the in-body scan will tell you how many pounds of stored body fat you have you i I mean uh, um the low 20 percentile for women is a fit a fit woman, that's still 20% stored body fat. Yeah. 20%. That's still, you got plenty for a rainy day there. And for us, it's 10 for men. That's fit? Like, that's, lean. That, that's pretty lean, huh? Lean, yeah, yeah, for a woman, 10%. like 20% is like a fitness body. You know, in the teens, and you are like, yeah. got a, you've got abs and all of that when you're in the teens. But that's still a high percentage of body fat. Like, you still have a good amount of body fat. So don't worry. You know, you'll be fine. No, but what does society say these days? Oh, you're getting too skinny. Man, shut up with that. Yeah. I like, people say that. Get an in-body scan and then put it on your phone and show them your in-body scan saying, according to that, I am not. Yeah. Like, I, I have plenty. I'm, I'm healthy. I have plenty and of it's always families. It's always family and friends that pipe in like they're experts. Like, they know. Yeah. They just like to spew BS. All right. So, the hot coffee headline. Cheers to the hot coffee headline for today's episode. Uh-huh. Did you read that there was a woman in, I think, Texas who was found decapitated by, and she was yes, murdered by her husband? 21-year-old dude. 21-year-old couple. Only married a few months since yeah. October. They lived in like a casita behind their parents' house, uh-huh. behind his home, his parents' home. Mm-hmm. And she didn't show up to work one day, and the um, work called called and his parents inquired to him like where is she and he didn't answer so they went and looked and they found they haven't they found the body before they found the head correct yeah they found like pieces of her i think it's more than just decapitated and they said that like he's not known as like a violent man or like they're this is when a psychologist 
of some forensics like did dig deep in his brain like what caused you to do that dude yeah. 21 years old you have your life edited just got what married. will possess you to mutilate your wife with a kitchen knife yeah something deep angry something you you must have hate women something dude what yeah. the hell possessed them to do that it's crazy like it is absolutely insane they said that the the officers that responded to the scene said that whoever saw that scene like his parents I, they're going to be I, traumatized for life I, it's one of, of those scenes that you are you will hold for lifetime and you know one thing about where he committed that crime Texas is a death penalty oh, state. Oh, yeah. And they enforce it. They're not like he, Cali. He confessed, too. Huh? He confessed to it. He knew she's busted. He ain't beating it. 21 years old with too much DNA. Come on. But obviously, it wasn't like a planned thing where he was going to try to get away with it. To me, that's an act of rage. Of I some wonder sort. what the hell argument led to or anything, know. disagreement, that kind of rage to do that to your wife. As a man, you, you take an oath, going to protect this woman, and you mutilate her and kill her. And, oh, my God. I can't imagine. I, I can't I can't fathom that in my brain. Like, what the hell possessed this dude? He's only 21. But did you know that statistically, wives are, like, if you're going to be murdered, yes. if a woman's going to be murdered, statistically it will be a mm. husband or boyfriend. Mm -hmm. That's true. Crazy. And it, Scary. It, if she's pregnant, she has a higher chance of being murdered, statistically. That's insane. By her spouse or boyfriend or whatever. Mm. It triggers men, I think. Yeah. Because I think... Why that triggers them? This is the only thing I, I'm. I'm just speculating. speculating. I'm not. I'm not saying it's set in stone. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking like a lot of times when they do that, attack their pregnant girlfriend, or their husband attacks their wife and kills them. You know, they're pregnant. Is they're in another affair? Yeah, possibly. They have I something feel else going on. Either on the that side. or it's financial. Like, oh my god! Like or, I had a prenup, so I was protected there. When I left her, I was going to be good, but now I have a child. Prenup, you still have to pay child support. Yes. You can't. That's a, that's can't, a possibility. You know, it's financial. I think yeah. like Scott Peterson, it was both. Yeah, both. Yeah, because he was in a, in a whole other relationship. Yeah, and he got like, man, I want to live the single life. and Psychotic, dude. You're fully married with a baby on the way, bro. <laughs> crazy. These guys are delusional. It's crazy, but it, it happened. Look at, um, what was that? Chris Watts. The, they call him family annihilators. He, he got into an affair. Yeah. With his coworker, and killed his wife and pregnant wife and two his daughters. You're sick. And he literally the thing with him that was different than like this Texas kid. What state is that in, babe? Sorry to interrupt. That you. it happened. Yeah, him, Colorado. Is it a death penalty state? Uh, no, he's not. He's not. He's already in prison. He's been been tried or he confessed. No death penalty. Oh damn. No, he's got life in prison. Hopefully, they may settle it in. But but the thing with him is that he literally thought he was going to get away with it. He he did. He yeah. was like, ex I think he was like happy. Yeah. Like he's like, cool, I got it done. Like I'm going to go off in the sunset with my new hot girlfriend. These guys are delusional. You think you're smarter than the cops, bro? Any of you guys out there listening to this, not saying you're going to do anything, but men are, are delusional, mm -hmm. narcissistic. You're not smarter than the police. Well, to me it does. It's, it takes it's just, a certain psych yeah. psychological problem narcissism and yes. sociopath yes in yes. order to be a family annihilator mm -hmm. i watched that that one i watched all kinds of documentaries on it all kinds i was totally interested and intrigued because she was like a social media person not it was kind of before instagram she was a facebook influencer so she would go on facebook live a lot and yeah. showed her family it looked like from the outer appearance that they had like a good relationship and and, you know, she shared a lot, like, about her family and stuff. But 
out of nowhere, she kind of felt like, because there's a lot of text messages or whatever with her friends, she felt like it was out of nowhere. She was, something's different suddenly. He's acting different. And that was right correlates with him starting the affair. And nobody could tell better than our significant other yeah. we start acting you different. You know, like something. You can't, yes. no matter how good you are at uh -uh. it, your spouse knows you're every, like I would be screwed if I try to do anything shady because I am such a creature of habit and I just, if I switched any little thing suddenly, you would pick up on it. Probably. I, I, I got think pretty, for I sure. got pretty good instincts. But because I'm so predictable. I'm so predictable in so many ways. You suddenly, if I changed something and then started acting weird, you'd know. Yeah, like if you started like grabbing your phone, you didn't leave it put down. Yeah. Or you turn it upside down. Weird little weird things that people yeah, would pick little, up on that we would pick up on. Yeah, little things because like you know I, I don't do that. Yeah. So suddenly if I did that. Yeah. You'd be like, wait, and you're, you're a leaving the minute. house all different hours. All of a sudden, you're not. Yeah, doing. like different times, or suddenly I was concerned about, I don't know, like my iPad. I don't know, because you're yeah. on my iPad sometimes. Like, <gasps> yeah, reading my text messages, or yes. I don't know. Yes, it's it becomes it becomes obvious to me. Yeah, I think that uh, especially in this day and age with technology, it's I think it's would be really hard to carry out an affair or something like that for a long period of time yeah it'd be it'd be it'd be in you you're almost a public figure could you just imagine going on a day behind my back in san jose some chances are someone might recognize impossible. you somebody might recognize you that knows me it would not be possible i don't think yeah it'd be there's hard. no way right like yeah. there's a chance anytime i go anywhere that somebody in my earshot is even listening to me even if i was having a phone conversation with someone that i'm maybe we're walking through target and i'm on the phone with someone i'm having an affair with there's a chance that somebody in target knows you that's listening that will and that could also reach you in a half a second yeah. by dming you yeah you just never know it's just crazy i don't know i just think like i would love to to uh we'd have to interview someone with like the voice the voice alter and like blur them out like yeah. someone who's in a who has like extramarital affairs like how do you do it i know I'm that'd be nice curious. to interview people like anonymously just curious i'm just curious not because i condone it yeah. or want to know tips and tricks but just out of curiosity like mm -hmm. how would you even live that life and how would your wife not know i think that i think in a lot of cases the wife's probably or the other spouse probably in denial. There's a lot of that. Because some people have affairs for years. Mm -hmm. When you're carrying on an affair for years, that means you're super. You're pretty much in a relationship with that other person. Right. Yes, you have your wife, but you really the side chick really is your like main girl now. If you're having an affair for that many years, I don't know. It's one thing if you just have a quick one-night stand, but if you carry it on and you're doing it for years. Some people do. Yeah. Like you said, the significance is probably in denial. Yeah, I think maybe the that's the thing. Like it's more common to do maybe the quick one night stands now because it's the only thing you could get away with and even that you're not safe you don't know the person you're having a one night that could be filming it taking a picture and look at Kevin Hart. social media and yeah and then they find your significant other and you're busted and they it's can easy. extort you on a small scale don't you think that happens probably a lot like oh, yeah. yes it happens big time with celebrities mm -hmm. but i also think that people with safe. money are at risk of being like targeted and extorted all day long. That's why these married dudes who, that have money, let's just, I'm just going to make an example. 
Not busting y'all out, but you SoCal Orange County men that got hella money. I know we know about y'all. Mm-hmm. All you guys have wives, but you all have side chicks on the side. How we okay, know? So we have, we have friends this, that know. How about this story? Like this is why, and this is before like Instagram, be, before it became super hard. But the it's one of those the seven. What do they call it? The seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, where everyone is connected somehow. Mm-hmm. Remember that we knew somebody who was a paid escort mm-hmm. for somebody very prominent in a prominent company that I yes. can't I don't know if I can even say how the connection is. Well, I will anyways. It's old. Go for it. My my I won't say specifics, but my ex-husband worked for a company, a very prominent company at the time, no longer works there. Um and the CEO of that company was married with a family and then I also knew a girl who was confided in me that she was an escort for a CEO of a Bay Area company. This is when you and I were together already. Mm-hmm. And then Do tell. I, she, I found out who it was. She told me who, who it was because they had just gone on a trip. She was showing yeah. me pictures. She, they, he flew her out to where he was going to be. Mm-hmm. And then she told me, you know, she showed me. I'm like, oh, my God, that's my I know who that is. Like, that's my ex-husband's. CEO of his company and and even connect the dots even more at the time I was working out at at Ray's Built Tough Gym yeah and at the same time that I worked out with my trainer the spouse and the child of this CEO worked out with another trainer there and they would talk about their the family or whatever because my trainer's all, oh you know that's the wife of the CEO of da 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 I was like Ugh. Like, oh, if I knew only oh if, my she, knew God, what if I only know. she knew what, what I, I knew. knew, where her husband just was. Yes. So you even back then, See? where it wasn't a social media problem that was figured out, but even just knowing people. Because the universe will pull you in when you're doing dumb shit. And somehow it'll, it'll connect the dots and boom, you're busted. You could have went and told her, hey, can I talk to you for a second? And laid it all out there. I know. Most and not majority to, and, of women would not hang out to that and information. The connection was also that my I remember her from you know because when my husband started working at this company they were small but blew up in the dot-com era they blew up and they became huge so it was like smaller company parties initially and um yeah yeah anyways don't do dirt that's just that's why they say that the world ain't big enough you think you're you're you think listen you can go out of state have an affair thinking like i'm all good i'm all slick that person you're having an affair with could just Search who who you're married to, who your mate is over here, and, and throw you under the bus. Real easy. Yeah, it's so easy to bust people these days. I know. Anyways, TikTok that was some TikTok investigators will come for you. Some gossip right there. I swear. Like somehow, I feel like we have some crazy stories. Oh, we do. Like we. That's just that's crazy just affairs, one crazy stories. We know a lot. Um, we know a lot of skeletons and bones. Yeah, that's just crazy. Affairs. And obviously, I didn't name any names. I'm not trying to. <clears throat> I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus. But it's nah. factual. This is true and factual. I know it is. And I didn't say anything, but it bothered me every time I saw the training session or whatever. It like bothered me that I had this information, and like oh, I was ninety just... plus percent. Take a poll. How many women would have busted him? I think majority of women would have. Do that, do it on the bus. That information. No, but I think now, I think 100%. now, because people are cowards, they would be more likely to do that, but anonymously. DM. Yeah. yeah. Make a fake account. 
with mm-hmm. no picture, no information, but yeah. DM saying, hey, I have some information for you. I think that's what people usually do. They'll, they'll expose people anonymously. You know, I didn't, I chose to do none of the above, but it still was like, wow. Like it just goes to show you, you do dirt, it will come out. Gotta be careful. Yeah. Anyway, so I want to move on to our next topic today because we have been questioning a lot of things lately. And it made me think about like talking about things that we commonly just believe because we've been told them for years or some things that we just never stop to question. And then maybe now we should question it because maybe the beliefs on it should change, have changed or whatever. So I just like looked up like fun health facts and like I guess some of it will be myth busting some of it will be sharing just like things did you know kind of things yeah yeah okay so here's the first one did you know why yawns are contagious I don't know I've always wondered that do you notice that they are contagious I yawned just and you yawned right after me I know I don't know why though do you even know why you yawn sometimes we just do things every day and we don't even ask why like why do you yawn you know why? When Catch you yawn when you're breath. tired? I feel tired, yeah. Yeah, I'm so tired. I looked it up, of course. And so we yawn because it's when we're tired, we're not breathing efficiently. We're slowly breathing. We're not expanding our lungs and getting, you know, getting oxygen to our body. Mm. When you get oxygen flowing to your body, you yeah. get you perk up. You get more energy. Yes. So we yawn to give a surge of like oxygen throughout our body to be delivered throughout our, because, you know. Wow. We oxygenate that air and deliver it to the organs. Damn. I thought it was just a sign of I'm tired. So why why is it contagious though? It's called there's there's things called social mirroring neurons in our brain. And it's not just yawns. That's this is the fun fact. It is that it is certain things like scratching your face. Like if you scratch your face. Have you ever noticed you scratch if you like scratch your nose, someone who's talking to you will also scratch their nose? Maybe, yeah. I'll put, I, I, yeah. Or smiling. Like if someone is smiling, yeah. it'll cause you to smile. This That's is true. all the same phenomenon as yawning. So does it work like if somebody comes up to me like in an aggressive behavior that turns me aggressive? Is that the same thing? Not, I don't think so because it's language? supposed to be, um, it's, a for, it's a form of, let's see, what does it say? It is social mirroring neurons. It's supposed to be something that someone feels will be beneficial to them. Uh, something that they see is being done that will also benefit them. Yeah. So, um, and people who are more empathetic are more likely to do it more often. So uh, they'll, and, and I don't know, it could be, like you said, it could be negative stuff too. Cause if you're empathetic, if someone's crying, you cry, right? Yeah, you might you cry say. because yes. you feel, even though you have no idea what they're crying about, you're just crying. What's the matter? Yes. You automatically start crying, yes. right? Yes. But it's, that's what it's called. It's social mirroring neurons in our brain that cause us to mirror something we see that we feel we might benefit from also doing. So crossing our legs. So like if you sit down and cross your legs, I might be more likely to also cross my legs or if I see someone cross their legs. So we think maybe the only thing that comes to mind is when you yawn, it's contagious, but it's, it's actually not the only thing. There's actually many things. Now I'm going to pay attention. So if you scratch your face and I scratch Yeah, your I've definitely done that where someone scratches and I'll scratch or like touch your nose. Yeah, you know, like touch your nose and I'll touch. Smiling, definitely. Yes. It's con- I have heard that. Smile. Laughter is contagious. Smiling is contagious. All the same thing. 
Okay, so this is the the question of the week that we've been talking about a lot because you're taking these cold showers. It actually came about yes, because cold showers. I'm going on a mud, by the way, tomorrow, you guys. Yes, Straight. it came about because you day. were talking to Alyssa's boyfriend and you asked him if he wanted to, you know, if he took cold showers, if he was interested, and he said what to you? He said he's done it, but but it got him sick. It got him sick. Yeah. So he's not entirely wrong. Okay. But here's the thing: it's not the cold that gets us sick mm -hmm. so it's not the cold temperature that gets you sick but when our body temperature decreases our immune systems aren't as efficient uh -huh. that's why uh, viruses are because our immune systems are weaker in the colder temperatures are the viruses are um more prominent in the winter time no wonder we get that is sick. why okay um, and also in the winter time, but also it's, that's not the only reason why the winter, the winter brings upon dry air because why? Everyone's using heaters. Yes. So heaters actually dry out the air. And when we are not as moist, like our, our nasal passages aren't as moist and we're not as moist, our, our immune system doesn't work as properly as well, like fighting off viruses. Uh-huh. So we're more likely. So here's the, here is the caveat to that now that I know that. So something that you can do, something everybody can do, and I'm going to actually ask my brother if he does this because his household's always so sick, to prevent the spread of viruses is off. make sure, not, not only that, because you, cause, cause then it's like, but if you're too cold, then you, you're not going to be as efficient. Keep the heater on, but have a humidifier going. Have, have moist air. Smart. Moist yes. air is better for preventing colds in the winter. Yeah. But also, it's, so it's not just that people think like, oh, it's in the winter because I go outside and it's cold. That's why I'm getting sick. No, it's just in general, cumulatively, we the air is drier, the temperatures are colder, mm -hmm. and we're indoors more. We don't see the sunlight as more. Vitamin D goes down. All of these things contribute to an immune system that's not as efficient. So vitamin D deficiencies, your immune system isn't is deficient. You're not getting sunlight. So it's not just because you go out in the cold for five minutes. Yeah. It's not that. Yeah. It's it's cumulative and prolonged. Yeah. So a cold shower for two minutes is not gonna make you sick. Yeah. It's if you are cold, consistently cold. Like your body's fighting to regulate its temperature like you're you know, stuck outside yeah. all day, then your immune system is going to be not mm -hmm. operating, yeah. you know, functioning well. You know, it's crazy. Like, you know how you take a hot shower? You like it hot. Mm -hmm. When you come out of the shower, you're freezing, aren't you? You can't yeah. wait to put your time. It's the opposite from when I come out of a cold shower, it feels like my, my skin is on fire in a good way, just kind of stinging from the cold, but I'm warm. That's because I'm your warm. body is working to increase your body temperature. Whereas me, because I'm taking a very hot shower, my body is working yeah. to not heat up, not overheat. Yeah. So it's keeping me cold. Whereas the cold is keeping you warm because your body's working to heat you up. Because it's trying to always reach that, what is that called? Homeostasis? Yes. And kind of addicted to the feeling because it hurts and it stings. And I You're know. You're addicted I know, because. I know, I know. And I set my timer. And I set my timer for three minutes, I do on average. I, I bumped it up to three and a half. Next will be four. I just want to challenge myself. But you're addicted because of that dopamine dump. 
I caught myself smiling out of the shower. You I, mentioned it. I, I didn't know you, I did that. Incre- the endorphins. That's, it also increases endorphins. That's crazy. So regardless of the, so it's it is it a myth that cold temperatures make you sick? Kind of yes, kind of no. Kind of yes, kind of no. It's kind of like in the middle. Right. Bit. But cold showers for short periods of time isn't the same as being exposed to cold that's going to increase your chance of getting a virus. A cold shower for a short duration has benefits. So here's another question. Not that we, I didn't even give you a chance to research it, but can I keep taking a cold shower or just get sick? Oh, I think I read something about that. Um, I still want no. to do it. No. So, like, if you are sick, Damn. if you are sick, yes. you shouldn't take a cold shower. You should take a hot shower because you're you when you are sick, you need your immune system to operate optimally to fight that virus off. Okay. And you will be compromising the ability for your immune system to function. I did yeah. look into that. Isn't this interesting? I find this stuff to be so interesting. Yeah, because you're learning. We're learning more about our bodies, about everything, about your mm-hmm. what works, what don't. Here's another question I should have had you research. Why do allergies intensify during I, the winter? Okay. Because me I'll, and my boy, Los, are both sick right now with allergies. Yes. Not sick, so, sick, but allergies are acting up bad. Well, it's, con- it's, it's actually the other way around, though. You're, when you have allergies, you are susceptible to being sick, to becoming sick. Be- that's and that we've starts. experienced yeah. that before with you. Yes. Um, because when you are fighting allergies, your your immune system doesn't operate as well. So you're more susceptible to catching something. That's why, like, I think you caught COVID. Because you were having allergies, like, yes. the week before. Remember the smoke up north? Yes. The fires and, and all that? And that triggered allergies for you. Yes, it did. Yes. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of the o- opposite... It's kind of the opposite. I don't know if in reverse that when when it's raining, why you get allergies. That I don't know. I don't know if because it like somebody mentioned the something to me. Or... Said the humidity, the pressure change messes with their allergies. I don't. Yeah, think that's it true. could be. I don't that I don't know. Um, but the cold showers though, and the endorphins and dopamine actually, w- it, there was a clinical trial for people with depression, and cold showers worked as a gentle electroshock therapy. It sends many electrical impulses to your brain and improves depression in a clinical trial. I believe it. It makes me feel happier. Mm-hmm. That's probably why these um, cryotherapy places became so popular. Yeah. So interesting for sure. Yeah. Next is cold plunge for me. Um, so another, another interesting fun fact, and this I thought was good information for people who freak out when the scale fluctuates so much. Did you know that our body weight can fluctuate like two to five percent a day based on our hydration levels? And wait, wait, wait. two to five percent body fat, body weight, oh, body weight, body weight, weight per oh, day on the scale. Yes. And when we are dehydrated, it shows. You know, it drops the scale, and we we might not even feel thirsty, but we've already lost three percent of our hydration. You can lose up to three percent of your hydration on the scale and still not feel thirsty. So you. When you feel thirsty, you're already dehydrated. Yeah. You should not wait for thirst. Mm-mm. But also, this is good information to think about. Don't freak out about the scale fluctuations. That's ma- It's going to fluctuate pounds People left and right. People obsess over that. They do. They don't realize, like, dude, your weight fluctuates, man. That's just the way it goes. It's not always going to be. To get them more consistent, what do we do? Empty stomach first thing in the morning. So yeah, ju- and plot it. Yes. And just yes. It, plot the trend over time. Yeah. You know, and if you want to weigh yourself every day at the same time, 
and then take that weight divided by seven over the course of the week and log that. And then over the course of a month, look at the trend. Is it trending down, mm-hmm. stagnant, or up? And then, then you can make adjustments to your you know, caloric intake or output based on that. Mm-hmm. But that's how you should th- think about that. But some people just weigh themselves a million times a day. And your weight fluctuates all day depending on your hydration, your digestion, so many factors. So why fixate on it? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's people just do, crazy. People do, though. Oh, do. I know. They obsess. I know, I know, I know. Um, oh, this one I, I looked up because I have always been told this as a kid. Did you, have you ever been told not to take a bath or go swimming right after you eat? Go swimming? Yeah. Yeah. So this is what I've been told. I, I, I was told, like, let's, this is the, the myth that I was told. I don't know if it's true. If you ate a heavy meal, never to go swimming because the, the lining of your stomach could burst. I don't know why. No, I, I remember burst. as a kid, something, some kind of. So my like mom, I'll never forget because I was terrified. She told me that I couldn't swim or take a bath after I ate because I would turn black and blue all over. That's what she would tell me, like I'd bruise. She'd be like, Yo, that's what she called bruises, by the way, black and blue. You're going to get black and blue all over. I, so I was petrified. So I, she would make me wait an hour after eating to go back in the pool or whatever, right? So it's not a myth. It's, it's not going to get you black and blue, but it's not good for digestion. Because your body's submerged. Because you're, yes, because your your blood will go to the uh, your extremities, right? To like regulate body temperature Instead and stuff. Of going you submerge. to the stomach. When you eat, every, your blood rushes to the di- your stomach to process the digestive process. Yep. Have you ever noticed that after you eat, you're cold? That's why you're cold. Lots because of times. Because the blood is not in your extremities. Lots it's of moving times. to digest. You always get cold after you eat. You always say that too. You'll yeah. be shivering after sometimes. Yes. Because your body's digesting. But you're supposed to like let that digestive process happen. There, You shouldn't do yes. anything. Uh, a walk is good, like a, a, a low-intensity walk. A brisk walk. To keep things moving. Yes. You shouldn't lie down. No. But you also shouldn't go work out vigorously. And no. you should not take a bath or a shower. It'll interrupt the digestive process. And that's a very important process. It will delay it. And you know what's crazy that you say that uh-huh. is uh, naturally, instinctually, I always take a shower first after the gym and then I eat after. I never eat first and then take a shower. I don't know. Yeah. And you shouldn't. I, it's just habit. I didn't even know that, that, that yeah. answer to that. I, 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 I would assume like, why would it affect me if I'm taking a shower after I've eaten? But did it all make sense? No. Yeah. So a good amount of blood flow is needed in the stomach <clears throat> in order to... Um, enhance that digestive process and so you don't want to do anything that's going to take away from that and halt that so you want to eat and then the best thing you can do is just take a light walk you know like we when we go out to eat we always like walk around after yes we We should kind of like oh it feels good to walk around you're helping the digestive it's not vigorous no let's go shopping not shop but like Like go browse around stores or something just move so we're not sitting down you know, another thing I didn't look into, I just, I'm just following Joe Rogan's advice is I, I take that cold shower within 15 minutes of waking. It's another thing I should mention. So it doesn't like I've been around all hour or two awake, then I do it. No, it's immediately. And I think because it is a natural ca- caffeine surge, I do feel wide awake right after. After what? After my cold shower. Oh, you do? Yeah, and I don't drink coffee. I took your advice not well, to like it's 45 because... minutes after yeah, waking Yeah, so up. that's another thing. So that's a good tip. Yeah. The, um, I, I read it in scientifically backed that 
it's good to wait about 30 to 45 minutes before you consume your caffeine in the morning. It will help to prevent the afternoon caffeine crash. Yeah. So you could have your morning caffeine, but try to just put it off as long as you can. I mean, it's up to an hour, but 30 to 45 minutes is sufficient to to help prevent the afternoon crash. Yeah. That is that is something. And it was a study that I actually read. So it was a reliable source that I read that from. Um, okay. So other things. What are we got? Did you know that ATM machines are just as dirty, if not dirtier, than a toilet? And nobody think really, maybe now people do, but nobody really think like, wash your hands after going to the ATM machine. Or even sanitize your hands. Or sanitize. You're right. Yep. And what do we do? Bing, 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 bing. Put your card in, get your cash. A lot of people touch their face. Don't realize, go eat. That's one thing I don't do. I want not eat a meal until I wash my hands first. It's habit. Yeah, well, that's good. For the majority sure. of people don't do that. I hate to tell you that. Wash their hands? Before they what eat. about like people who touch their face a lot? If you're t- if you're a face toucher, you're probably someone that gets sick more often. The more you can avoid touching your face, the better. That's why, to be honest, I touched my face more than ever when I had a freaking mask on. So I had to touch my face to take the mask off or to talk or to move it or to adjust it. I never touched my face more than when I had a mask on. Yeah. I never touch my face. I, I really do not touch my face. And I think that's one of the reasons why I don't get sick very often, especially like the eyes. It's I got good. a bad habit of that. The eyes I, I, or the eyes nose. At night and then I get those damn uh, bloodshot red eyes mm-hmm. or sometimes a sty. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, okay, so here's the thing. Exercising increases energy. So if you're tired, exercise. Yes. Not, I'm too tired to work out. Actually, it's going to increase your energy. Yep. It's going to increase it. Yes, you deplete some energy. But overall, it will increase your energy because you are especially low intensity exercise. So if you're tired, go for a walk because you're going to, like we talked about earlier, you're going to move oxygen through your body. Yeah. So, um, oh, I know this one for sure. Handwriting things can help increase your memory. You know how like we're doing our studying right now and I told you we need to make flashcards? Yes. It's not the fact of doing the flashcards. So you could go online and buy a set of flashcards that are already pre-done. That's not going to help you because the process of writing out the flashcards Uh is helping program the information into your brain. Okay. So handwriting something actually increases memory. Wow. Didn't I know that? Yeah. Got to do that. Isn't this cool, guys? I I think I love fun facts that we just think we... We think we knew right, right all along, but you really don't. Got to learn to like question things sometimes. Yes, you do. This one I thought was interesting because you do this a lot. And maybe this is why instinctually you do it. On hot days, you drink hot coffee. Hot coffee will actually help cool you down. What? Just like a cold shower cools you down. Yeah. Because, I mean, uh, heats you up. A cold shower heats you up. When, no, yes. Just like cold a cold shower, shower heats you up. Yes. So a, cold, a hot drink will cool you down because your body will work to try to cool you down when it gets that surge of heat. Uh, yeah, it'll be 100 degrees in the summertime, y'all, and I'll still drink my hot and coffee. And you'll sweat. I'm not, uh, a yes. hot drink will make you break a sweat. Oh, if yes, you're, it will. If you're breaking a sweat that's, and you're hot, 
that's a good thing that you're breaking the sweat because that means your body's cooling down. Yeah. So you shouldn't be like, oh, I'm sweating. I'm so hot. And like, do like no, that's a good thing. You're sweating. So you're cooling down. I just hate sweating when I'm awesome. when I'm not in the gym. I hate to sweat, but I, I, unfortunately, in the summertime, it gets hot here in San Jose. And if I drink a hot cup of coffee in the middle of the day, yeah, it's gonna get me sweating. This one's interesting, and I definitely feel like I need to test it out. But the Smell and Taste Treatment Center and Research Foundation did a study on the smell of an apple helps to prevent claustrophobia. What? Mm-hmm. And it, it helps to prevent, so if you smell an apple, it'll help prevent like an anxiety or panic attack from claustrophobia. And actually take it a step further, real estate agents will do like apple scented air fresheners in homes they're showing because it gives the illusion, the scent of an apple gives the illusion of a larger space. So it's connected, it's correlated. Oh, wow. So that's why it helps claustrophobia, right? You don't feel like you're in a tight confined yes. space. But they also use it as a sales tactic for selling homes because it, it's the illusion of a bigger space if you smell apple. Wow. That's so interesting. We'll have to get some apple air fresheners. Crazy. Any other, any other, uh, any other fun facts you can what, think of? Questions? What we talked about today. Remember we were walking and it started raining on us? Mm -hmm. And it had always been told, careful when you're on the rain. Don't let your feet get wet because that'll get you sick. It's not that. It's kind of just correlated with body temperature thing. Are you okay? If, yeah, it's my allergies. I'm sorry, Speaking guys. of allergies. acting up. Yes. Yeah. I've been fighting them all day yesterday. Speaking of allergies, we'll Today. have to look into that, why, why your allergies act up in the rain. But it doesn't <sighs> necessarily- every year. So it's not that the wet causes you to be sick. It's the cold. Because a wet sock is going to decrease your body temperature yes, when is. your body temperature is in prolonged- periods of being too cold yeah. it compromises the effectiveness of your immune system but cold water or cold temperatures in and of itself do not cause a virus a virus is a virus yeah I see. whether you yeah. get it or not is based on your immune system yeah we got covid in august in the dead of summer hot remember? right so you have to think of different things you can do to boost your immune system um like moist air is good mm -hmm. also of supplementation you know your your zinc your vitamin d especially in the winter so if you're not seeing the sun all winter long you probably should have a vitamin d supplementation so for those of you who live in oregon i spent a little time there mm -hmm. washington alaska you gotta super supplement your vitamin d cali we're lucky it'll rain for a week whatever but we're gonna get sunshine yeah. We get at least nine plus months of sunshine a year. Yeah, but even so, are people getting it though? Are they sure. inside their computer rooms with headphones on in front yeah. of a microphone? You know, like they're not out in the sun. They're yeah. inside of a gym. They're inside of their home, especially working from home because you're not even going outside to drive places. It probably, and vitamin D deficiency drives depression, low energy, yes, low immune system. Probably why a lot of people struggled during the, the quarantine and during the pandemic. Well, that's a study that they found where like 90% of the people who passed away in New York, you know, when the surge hit over there and all those mm -hmm. bodies were, they were vitamin D deficient. There was, the correlation, was the correlation was they were vitamin D deficient because mm -hmm. then you know, vitamin D and zinc deficiencies lead to immune system, um, compromised immune systems. And if yep. you have a compromised immune system, you're more susceptible to 
viruses. Also think about this. Anytime your immune system is compromised. So if you have a surgery or something, so say like, even if it's cosmetic, elective, not to do with a sickness or an illness of any sort. But when you have that surgery, your body is working to repair itself. Yeah. You created injuries and your body's working to repair it. Mm -hmm. When you're in that state, you are also more susceptible to viruses and illnesses. So you got to think about whenever your, (sighs) you know, immune system is in a compromised state to be even more vigilant. Yeah. And, you know, like, that's why, you know, I know we're like a broken record, but when you're obese, your immune system is in a compromised state. Very, very And that's why you are more susceptible to contracting something like COVID or viruses and things like that. When you have deficiencies, when you are obese, when you are not, your machine isn't running at an optimal level. Yeah. If you're obese, your machine's running very, very low. Very, your frequency is like way down there. Yeah. Versus someone who's- It's just having a harder time to per, to do everyday functions. Yes. It's not efficient. And I hate to say this, and I pointed out to you, and it just, it looks like someone has a hard time even moving. I feel bad when I see someone who's well, grotesquely course, overweight that have a hard time moving. It's Weight is it's very hard on the body. The yes. m- movement system of our bodies, They if they're compacted with- excess fat storage, they're not going to be as mobile. Yeah. It's going to impact mobility for sure. That's one of the, the most obvious things that it does, but there's so many more things it's doing that are not as obvious. Oh yeah. You know, things out of your control internally. All right, you guys. So hopefully you learned something new on today's episode. Um, I, th- I, I always think it's fascinating to like question things a little bit. Don't always think that, you know, the things you've heard your whole life Mm-hmm. are accurate maybe they are partially true or maybe yeah. they've been embellished to some degree so yep. thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you on the next see one see ya